The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Welcome to the Stock Market Authority Podcast. I'm Bakes, Kevin Baker. I'm going to teach you how to make money in up and down markets. Very few podcasters or coaches cover this. I'll show you how to lock in profits and minimize losses to make you a better investor. So once a week, you're going to know what's going on in the world and the stock market. Welcome to the Stock Market Authority Podcast. Good morning. This is Bakes, Kevin Baker, the Stock Market Authority Wednesday, 10 a.m. Great to see everybody. Uh, hope you, you had a wonderful week. A lot going on, a lot to discuss. Let's get right into it. Uh, the stock market tug of war, earnings versus interest rates. We'll talk about that. Uh, we'll go through the mailbag and discuss uh, my back-to-basic segment, uranium and, and more. And we'll go through the portfolio. I'm, one of the only, I'm the only podcaster that I see that puts a real portfolio out there uh, for everybody to view. And uh, we'll uh, update my uh, search for the 10 best ETFs to make money this year like we did last year. So here's our top story. Earnings versus interest rates, and maybe it's because of my limited bandwidth or maybe my limited intellect, but I make things simple. And what I see going on right now is this tug of war that uh, uh, it's earnings versus interest rates. And the, uh, the former was okay. We're going through, we just finished earnings season basically. Almost everybody's reported. And the, uh, the way the world works is that the, the CEOs and CFOs, you know, put guidance out there. They, for how much, what profits we're going to generate, earnings per share, and then they want to beat it because the stock market tends to like beat and raises, if you will, raising uh, estimates and expectations. And this quarter, they kind of ran out of gas. I mean, they, they, they beat, but by the, by the smallest percentage they have in a long time. Uh, uh, Walmart came out yesterday and, and had some really downbeat commentary. And so the earnings are over and the earnings are meh. And it looks like earnings are going to be down this year. And the question is, by how much? And so that's you know clearly a negative out there. Then we go to the interest rate front. And as we talked about uh, on, on uh, the podcast recently, you know, Powell came out, uh, Chairman Powell, Federal Reserve Chair, uh, February 1st, and he basically became, a, we went from hawk to dove and said, Disinflation is is begun, and we raised rates a quarter of a point, and made it sound like we're going to raise rates a little bit, but not much. And and then and then here we go. So interest rates are going to be the positive versus the uh, earnings negative, and and they and hence the tug of war. And so what I do, as usual, is I go to the chart and, and take a look at this here. This is the S&P 500, and I think this is where we are in the tug of war, where the, the top, the, the resistance, the ceiling is 418. That's an intermediate high that, uh, frankly, we didn't attack with a lot of vitality. The volume is equivocal at best, and the... Um, uh, support is at 393, which is where the 200-day moving average is currently. The 200-day moving average is still declining, by the way, so the trend is still down by definition. And so we're in this uh, tug of war to see which way we break out. And this is one of the things that I stress is we don't have to do a darn thing. We'll let the market tell us 
when to become more aggressive on the bullish side. They break out above that 418, or if they break down below 393, then we've got to be more cautious, and, and, and the market will tell us where to go in, in that case, is, is I believe, fervently. So 418 and 393, that's the band, that's, that's uh, resistance and support that we're watching as this uh, tug of war continues. Uh, we'll go to the second slide, Cantro from uh, Piper Sandler, uh, one of my favorite strategists, frankly, and he, he puts this up, uh, you know, when will earnings matter? This is a recent tweet. I recommend you follow him on Twitter. I think he's very, very good. Uh, and what he points out is that the P.E. price-earnings ratio, we'll talk about that some more, has gone up to 19 for the S&P 500, which is moderately expensive. Not horrific, but not great. And earnings have come down to around this this uh, 225 level for the S&P. When I say 225, it's basically all of the 500 companies in the S&P, if it was one stock, their their earnings per share would be 225. And in this case, the, the S&P is at around 4,000 now. So uh, this is not a... So EPS are falling. That's not a problem for the market yet. The thing that I consider is that Optimism usually is, is high here in the fourth quarter, and so the the analysts put estimates out there, and then they tend to drift down over the course of uh, uh, the year. So here we are at 225. Mike Wilson from Morgan Stanley, who must have really great job security, because to be bearish and potentially wrong on Wall Street means you get fired. So he's either very confident in his work or very confident in his job security, probably both. But if we have earnings go over the course of the year from this, the consensus 225 number down to 180, and earnings year over year look that bad, we're going. Uh, we got lower stock prices, so that's the the you know the bear side right there. And what's going to reinvigorate earnings? In aggregate, I can't come up with a really great reason right now. So that's the, the so they win that part of the tug of war. Then we go to the interest rate uh, side of the rope, and this has changed pretty meaningfully. If uh, we were sitting here three weeks ago, I would have said, okay, uh, interest rates are just about done going up. Powell's about done. They've engineered a soft landing, and uh, let's get ready to buy stocks. Okay. And in uh, the ensuing three weeks, with all the news that's come out, uh, uh, you know, the narrative has, has uh, you know, became very, very dovish that you know, there'd be no res- We've gone from a, a hard landing to basically no recession in the span of that time. Well, that seems to have been changing. We're seeing interest rates uh, expectations go up. It looks like they're going to be raising a bit more for a bit longer, keep them up a bit longer. And so, uh, uh, you know, we'll see how this goes. There's always something to do, but this tug of war is, is, is why we're in this, this uh, you know, DMZ, demilitarized zone between that 418 and the 393 for now. Now, I'm looking for things that are breaking out or breaking down 
uh, as you know, every single month, uh, and I'll report back when I find uh, new ideas. Uh, Is my one uh, call to action. Please do me a favor. Please go to the website, stockmarketauthority.com, and please sign up for my free newsletter. So we have this wonderful show here that we do, which I think is packed with a lot of great stuff for a half an hour every week. But during the course of the week, as things change, and certainly as I make changes to investments, particularly new buys, I will include those uh, in in real time. So uh, uh, please do that for me. I'd really appreciate it. And here is today's top story. And that's today's top story. There's a letter in your mailbox. You got mail. Uh, uh, Keep those cards and letters coming in, boys and girls. I really love this stuff. Uh, This is back to basics. Mike from New York. Bakes, great show. You made us a lot of money in uranium. Well, when should we buy again? And thank you for the kind words uh, and the acknowledgement. I'm going to take a bit of a side to show you. These are the kind of this is the kind of value that I think we bring. Nobody was talking about uranium when we were. I mean, it was a lonely, lonely place. I think I mispronounced uh, uh, one of the miners' names back then. People got all over me. But we more than doubled our money in uranium. So thank you for the kind words. I really appreciate that. Uh, I still believe in the the long-term bull case for uranium. But I will always stick to my discipline. And it's been, been helpful here. Because we made all that money. And then we saw my three different triggers go uh, on the sell side to get us lock-in profits. Okay, and not give all that money back and not have dead money last year. And that was a big part of the reason we made money last year is that we were out of uranium as it as it consolidated those big gains. And, you know, I could sit there all day long and give you the chapter and the verse of the bull case. And I will again, I'll list it when we decide to buy again. But uh, it isn't now. It just isn't now. So. Uh, to cut to the chase with your question, 3863, how's that for specificity? When it gets above that, breaks above that, closes above that with big volume, then I'm going to get enthusiastic about uranium again. And that's my, one of my big things is, you know, you can think you're right, but if the market disagrees with you, default to the market because the market will beat you every single time. And uh, it's also a timing mechanism I will know when uranium is going to make a sustained run or has at least a very good chance of a sustained run, and it's when it gets above 3863, Mike. And uh, believe me, I am all over it. I go through this all the time, and I will let you know. And, and please, thanks for the feedback. Van from Houston. Van, great getting in touch with you again. Um, I, will, I will call you privately about the day trading strategy that you sent me via email. Uh, I don't want to talk about that here without your permission. But anyway, he wrote, Banks, when should I buy EOG resources? The EOG is an exploration and production company, oil and gas. Um, uh, and the, the, as the chart, well, we talked about this before. I put up a chart before, and I said it has to hold here about two weeks ago. That was at 125. Here we are breaking down to 118. So natural gas is a disaster. And, you know, we, we called it a falling knife. And the problem with falling knives is it, they can always seem to go lower. It hit a new low last week. 
Uh, it's 46 degrees as I drive uh, up here to, to, to Salem, New Hampshire. It's just too damn warm. Now, I've probably jinxed us, and it's going to be seven below on, on next Thursday. But uh, the, the relative strength of the stock has gone from 43 to 28. The technical damage has been done. It's gone and closed below uh, all the moving averages. And and here's my bottom line, and I know you're from Houston, and I know it's oil and gas mania, but there's just better places to look. Uh, even in energy, the services and the drillers are, are acting better. Some of the cash flow from the EOGs of the world are finally making it to the transoceans of the world, and that's starting to happen. So, uh, again, I'll address the day trading question. I just think there are better places to look. I'm not touching this right now until the knife is safely on the floor, it builds a base, and we're ready to, uh, to, to go again. I know that's not the answer you want, but uh, I, I've got to uh, be an umpire here and call him like I see him. So, uh, But thank you very much for the question, and we'll talk real soon. Tammy from San Francisco uh, wrote in, Bakes, love the show. Has the market punished Google too much? For the chat GPT threat. Now, if you've been with Aaron Rodgers in a, in a, a four-day pitch black re- retreat and you don't know what chat G- GPT is, it's, it's an artificial intelligence search engine, in essence. And you put in a query very much like, like Google, but you get a, a specific AI, artificial intelligence-generated response. You don't get 20 links that, that uh, Google AdWords folks have paid for so that their dog groomer gets to the top, okay, that kind of thing. So uh, when people, I always, I've had these sort of uh, reflexive, uh, almost Pavlovian uh, responses when I hear someone say, well, it's not that bad for Google. Okay, but it isn't good. So Google has, uh, you know, Larry Ellison from, from Oracle uh, said famously that Google is a one-trick pony, but it's a pretty good trick. Point taken. But uh, now Microsoft is in on the trick, and here's the problem. Microsoft Bing has 3% market share, and Google has 93% market share. So you know, every point means billions of dollars coming out of uh, Google's hide. And I think that is that is uh, is just is just starting. Uh, here's the chart of, of Google, and here's the wonderful thing about charts. I don't know if it sniffed out Chat GPT specifically, but this has been in a downtrend with our cell discipline kicking in for a long, long time. And so, if you wait for the papers to tell you Chat GPT is going to be a problem for Google, you're going to be waiting a long time. The chart is saying something's wrong, and this 93% market share is going to go to 90, 87, 85, and that's a lot, a lot of money. And uh, so uh, Google, for now, I am not touching this. I think that there are more shoes to drop, and uh, their demonstration the other day was an absolute disaster. Earnings were feeble at best. And um, uh, I am going to one of these days, you know, say buy all these stocks with both hands, but it isn't today. 
And uh, that's it for the mailbag this week. If you want to write into me, uh, into the show with questions or comments, email me, bakes at stockmarketauthority.com. Even better, leave me a voicemail, uh, a voice recording, and we can play your question on the show. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll take a look at the SMA, the Stock Market Authority portfolio, and I'll give you this week's Bakes Takes. You're listening to Stock Market Authority. Hang in there. We'll be right back. Do you want to become a better investor? Do you want to learn how to make money in both up and down markets? Then you need to go to stockmarketauthority.com and sign up for our free newsletter today. Stock Market Authority is run by award-winning investment manager Kevin Bakes Baker. His aim is to save you time while teaching you how to be a better investor. Bakes saves you time by diving into all the latest stock market news and information so that you don't have to. He reads all the latest articles, analyzes the charts, and listens to all the relevant podcasts. And then once a week, he gives you a breakdown of what's happening in the market. Stock Market Authority is constantly outperforming the S&P and the HFRX. Bakes is going to share with you his weekly stock observations. He'll give you concise insights and show you how to lock in profits and minimize losses. Stock Market Authority is making money in up and down markets. Wouldn't you like to do the same? So join now and let Bakes show you how. Head on over to stockmarketauthority.com and sign up for our free newsletter today. That's stockmarketauthority.com, making money in up and down markets. And we're back. And today we're talking about the tug of war, earnings versus interest rates, and uh, frankly, how it's playing out in uh, the stock market authority portfolio. The big reason why I titled this and wanted to discuss this topic is I've been seeing it real time. The market, uh, my sell discipline, both on the buy and the sell side, have, have changed the portfolio. So here it is. Right now, we're 39% long. We're basically own we're long energy, mainly the service companies, not the EMPs. We're long uh, Argentina. We're long the the Chinese internet companies, and we're long platinum. Now there isn't another strategist on Wall Street that is going to give you that portfolio, but we're going to make money this year, and God bless them. I hope they make it as well. We're thirteen percent short which is down dramatically for those of you keeping score at home. And um, we're short the, the Qs, which are the, the, the Microsofts and Googles of the world. And uh, we're short real estate, warehouses and, and uh, uh, what have you. And I think that's going to play out. And we're 48% in cash. So uh, I'm like a, you know, an overweight point guard dribbling down the, uh, the court and I'm going to dish to the bullish side, or I'm going to dish to the bearish side. I don't care which, but I'm going. To, my goal is to make money every year, and I know I say that a lot. But a lot of folks, really deep down, they want to outperform every year, which means lose less money in down years. And we didn't do that last year. We made money. We're working really hard to make this money, make money this year. And to be blunt, we got work to do. You know, I'm down seven percent. The market's up four. You know, that isn't catastrophic, but I have not yet begun to fight. I think that was MacArthur. So uh, uh, stay tuned. We, there's a lot of – I probably have 60, 70 ideas that have distilled from the thousands of charts that I go through every month that look really, really good. But I'm not going to pounce on them until my discipline tells me to, and we're not there yet on, on, on uh, a lot of those ideas. 
That's why I want you to pay attention to me on, on the newsletter and other social media so that if something happens on a Saturday, you know about it. Uh, we're out of Sark. Uh, we, uh, thank you, Matthew Tuttle. Uh, we, uh, Tuttle Capital Management put together uh, the, the SARK, the short uh, ARK Innovation uh, portfolio, which basically shorts the Kathy Wood uh, portfolio, the Teslas and the Coinbases and the exact sciences and all those crazy things. Uh, and uh, we, 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 we sold the last of the one-third position. The 50-day came down through the tune today. Okay, that's one-third of, the, of the, the last third of the, of the sell discipline. And again, I came home one night, saw that, put the order in, and, and we're done. And I'm very grateful because this is one of the big reasons we made money last year. Again, thank you, Matthew Tuttle. Uh, uh, it's just everything has its time. This is a long-term capital gain. We've been in here uh, close to 18 months, if I recall. And you see the arrow where we, uh, where we exited. And I'm willing to revisit this when things change. But uh, taking profits is a fun part of the business. And I refuse to give money back. And I know this has happened to you where you've had a big winner, held on too long, and had excuses as to why. I don't have those. I get out and I go fight some other wars. Uh, Matthew also created Sogu, S-O-G-U, which shorted the, 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 uh, the companies that went through the SPAC process. A lot of EVs, a lot of really bad companies, frankly, that are still losing money. But... Uh, you know, we probably more than doubled our money here. We're selling the, we sold the last third. The 200-day moving average moved down. And I just can't tell you how freeing it is to have decisions preloaded and automated. And uh, I know exactly what I'm going to do when certain things happen. And uh, uh, I'm not going to fight the tape. So we're, we're out of that. Hence the, the, the fairly large... Um, uh, cash position that we have right now, which, by the way, the pros would never do. They would never hold 48% cash. You can do it as an individual investor. Cash earns 5% right now. I was just talking to another fellow. Cash is no longer trash. Uh, you know, interest rates are interesting now. And so you get paid 5% risk-free to go wait for something that's going to go up 55 hopefully. And that's the game. So, and we're playing it pretty darn well, I think. And that's how we're invested here, uh, February 22nd. Let's get into this week's Bakes Takes. Uh, today's Takes, this is a, a, a tweet that caught my attention from Julian Klamochko. And uh, I've, I've, I've got a long history with energy, but and also I've got a long history with history. And when I see something that hasn't happened in 40 years... You know, my ears perk out, my eyes, my eyebrows raise. And this is the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. This is the, 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 uh, uh, basically the emergency fund of oil we have in this country for, for, uh, emergencies. Well, Biden decided that getting reelected and drying, uh, drying California gas prices under six bucks was an emergency. You can see where I lean. Uh, he, um, uh, he emptied the strategic petroleum reserve, so now we have half a million barrels that uh, that have to be replaced at some point. And at what price? The market is going to sniff this out, and it's probably not going to be seventy-seven dollars. It's probably going to be eighty, eighty-seven, ninety-seven, etc. I think now. 
maybe the rest of the world is so bad and the economy is so bad that that oil prices don't care if uh, uh, there's this other buyer in there refilling the, the, the strategic petroleum reserve. But especially for my my for Van and my other Houston friends, if oil starts to percolate and the oil heavy E and P companies start to act a lot better than the natural gas companies, this is likely the reason why. And I put this out there so that you have it in the back of your your mind. Frankly, I have it in the back of my mind so that when I start going through the charts and I see the E and P companies lift off, I go, this isn't as crazy. As, as people say, what happens with stock price actions is the, the market happens and then people look around for a fundamental excuse that looks good in a headline. And uh, this might be a good one. SPR gets refilled and uh, energy prices, uh, oil prices are, are, are going back up. So thanks for the tweet and, uh, and, and keep that up. Uh, the other part is uh, the topic of the take I wanted to have was this is from uh, Larry McDonald, the Bear Traps Report, really recommend his service. And this is the the mineral resources needed to build the green electrical grid. And it's copper and nickel and manganese and cobalt. And all of these technologies, wind and solar and what have you, you need to have these other metals. So the people that think that green is is really green, somewhere there's a cat. Uh, piece of equipment taking you know uh, copper ore out of the ground and and uh, running a diesel engine to get it to a refiner. This is just the, the cold hard reality. So you know let's not delude ourselves that you know this is all neutral and it's all going to happen uh, in a fairy tale. But uh, he makes a very good case that you got to be bullish on copper. Now, when I hear that, what do I do? I look at the, I go look at the copper charts, and I say I'm bullish on copper, but not yet. Uh, so this is one of those things again to put back in the in the back of your mind and pull out when you start to see copper, uh, you know, percolating. CPER in particular is what I'm thinking of, and uh, be ready to pounce on that and these other rare earth metals that that, that are here as well. So. Uh, I think it's going to be uh, uh, an opportunity at some point, but I'm not willing to say I'm right, the market's wrong, I'm going to go buy it, and then the market will come to me because that could be a long, long process. I want to be right and then start making money next Thursday. That's the way I want to operate. Um, And everybody knows this, but I don't think everybody knows this. Larry does. Uh, The average EV uh, takes six times the mineral inputs of a conventional automobile. So again, you have to pull, you know, use a lot of carbon fuel to do, you know, to do to pull dirty stuff out of the ground, copper in particular, to make an EV. And that's going to play out as as um, uh, you know the growth in EVs continue from thirty nine percent in next year, this year, and thirty percent next year. It's inevitable that I think that some of these metals present opportunities, and believe me, I'm going to be watching them really, really closely and and imparting those to you. Those are my bakes takes for the week. And as we close out today's show, I always like to end with some much-needed levity. I sure as heck need it. Uh, This is Chris Porter. He's a funny guy, a man from Kansas. Uh, I hope he tours around here. I want to go see him with my wife, with the boys. Uh, Hipsters ruin everything. (laughs) 
<laughs> it is uh, it is very funny. I recommend it highly. I recommend going to see him. That's it for today's, today's show. Uh, please go to my website, stockmarketauthority.com. Sign up for my free newsletter. Fire emails at me, good, bad, ugly, bakes at stockmarketauthority.com. Uh, DM me on Twitter, at bakestakes underscore, or any I'm social media. I'm, I'm, I'm there uh, everywhere. And I uh, hope you have a great week. Please send uh, comments, and I will see you soon. Keep smiling. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.